Welcome back, everybody. This is Nick Shawless with Scott Cooper, and this is the Knuckle Up Podcast. How you doing, buddy? Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing all right. It's been about a month since we've done this, but, you know, we've both been busy. You've had a lot going on with you, huh? Uh, absolutely. i got a lot going on. I do a lot of music venues. Uh, I've been to a couple this week. I tattoo all damn day. You know, Nick, the regular grind, man. Every day, every day. Yeah, that's... That's cool, man. That's cool. I saw on Facebook that you went to a couple shows. That looked really cool, like a lot of fun. Well, you know, people are just starting to get out. I mean, me and my wife are still really sketched out. I'm not trying to get political, but with the COVID thing going on, I, I don't want to be in big crowds or anything like that. So uh, we picked the outside venues. We're just beginning to venture out now. And if the venue's outside, I feel a lot better about it than not. You know what I mean? I do, yeah. I haven't been out much, you know, besides work. Just kind of staying home, playing with the kids, man. That's it. Well, yeah, you got some good acreage out there. I mean, you can you can social distance and stay away from everybody if you wanted to out there. Oh, I love living in the country, man. I can piss outside, but the worst part is, <laughs> is the wind, man. I was just outside, man. It's fucking windy out. I'll tell you what, though. You can walk downtown Ponte Gorda and take a piss in the street. They frown on that, but you can still do it if you want. And if you get beside the right building, it's not even so windy, you know what I mean? Yeah, you find a little hole to piss in, and there you go, man, there you go. So what's going on, man? What do you think about, uh, we're not going to talk sports, right? But what about Tom Brady going to a Super Bowl with a team that spent a decade out of the playoffs? That's about what you could say about that guy, I guess, huh? Dude, he's unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, they call him the GOAT. I guess that's the greatest of all time. That's the synonym to that one. Yeah, he's he's unbelievable. He he really is, man. I'm I'm happy that he's in the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know the people that hated him on the Patriots, uh, and hate him going to Tampa. They really can't say much. I mean, at this point, his statistics speak for themselves, and they're just plain haters. You know what I mean? Yeah, a lot of people up in New England that I've talked to, they're they're pretty happy that he's in the Super Bowl. I mean, Patriots suck, but what are you gonna <laughs> do? Well, you know, I think. Uh, a lot of people said Tom was good because of Belichick and Kraft and their money. And I wonder how it feels because Belichick, without Brady, had a really crappy, crappy season. And uh, Brady took a crappy, crappy team right to the Super Bowl. So it's pretty cool. And then it's going Bucks chiefs you have any predictions? or? Oh, dude, I, if I was a betting man, I'd bet on Tom Brady. But Yeah, you know. I think he's that guy. I hear they're going to go to the old throwback uh, Tampa uniforms to... To break some curse or something like that. To me, just go with what won all all season and don't screw with that. You know what I mean? Yeah, go with what works. No, I hear you, dude. So what's new in the world of Charlotte over there in Elgin? Elgin? Elgin. Elgin. What's going yeah, on with you guys, no. man? Nothing really, man. Kids are still being homeschooled. I'm still working. I'm very blessed I have a job. And we just, you know, take it one day at a time. Just trying to enjoy life. Do you cook like a Sunday dinner out there at your place? Get the house smelling like mom's, you know? Uh, sometimes my mom will cook on Sunday night. Which is, you know, it's pretty cool, you know. Go to mom's house, have dinner. So people in Texas still wearing masks? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, yeah all the stores mandate it, you know. What's the main consensus out there, Nick? Like, uh, are the restaurants open? Can you go in them? Do they have a full menu? Are people, you know, what's happening with that? Where I live in Elgin, there's a lot of little restaurants that are open. There's been a couple that have closed. A buddy of mine had an Italian restaurant, but he closed because of COVID. But we go to this Mexican place, and they're always, you know, they've always got a ton of people in there. And we don't go in to eat. We just go to pick up food and then go home and eat. So People still wearing masks all over? Like in, you know, you said it's a mandate, but half the, even when it was a mandate here at the grocery stores, half the people wore them, half the people didn't. Yeah, it, there's people here who don't. Like, if you go in the supermarket or stuff, you know, a lot of people are wearing masks, but a lot of people, I don't know, not a lot of people, but you always see those people who don't wear masks at all, and I don't know, it, you know, it's their preference, I guess. I choose to wear a mask. Yeah. Well, me, like I say, they closed my business for three months, and I spent ten grand paying bills with no revenue coming in, and for those who don't know, I have a tattoo shop, so the health department closed a bunch of stuff, bar rooms, hair salons, tattoo shops. Uh, it cost me a lot of money being closed, and... They said I had the right to open, but if I did, everybody had to wear masks, so I guess that's a hula hoop I'll just jump through if I may, because uh, I got bills to pay, you know, life isn't over yet, I'm not retired, so. 
Yeah, are you busy? Like, do you have a lot of people still coming in, or is it slowed down? You know. Well, I mean, we're seasonal, like like normal. You know, tax time. When people have extra money, they come. Keep in mind, people need a tattoo less than they need toilet paper. You know, and and there's a yeah. big rush on toilet paper, and the rush on tattoos, not so much. You know, it's it's pretty normal. But I have to say, uh, coming up on March first, I'll be in my building 20 years, and it's been really lucrative. And I won't use the word luck, Nick, because luck would imply that somebody gave me something, and ain't nobody ever gave me nothing, you know. But it, it is, uh, I am very fortunate, and I put myself in the right places to be fortunate like this, you know, as have you. Yeah, dude, I, I you know, just having a job, I feel blessed, dude. I've got a great family, you know, I, I have all this land I've got, I get to play with the kids. I'm, I've always looked at myself as being very fortunate. Even if we don't have much, I still feel blessed, you know. Absolutely. What about uh, big in the news virus? Uh, the, the the shot they're going to give you the antivirus shot. You think you're going to get one of those? What's the main consensus in your family on that one? I think when the time is right, we will. I don't think I think everyone under eighteen can't get one as of right now. So me and my wife, when the time is right, we will get one. How about like you have brothers up? You still have family in Boston, correct? Yeah, Rob's still up there, yeah. I, Matt's down here, Rob's up there. I know no one wants me to divulge where the crazy-ass Nick Charles comes from, but he's from Boston, folks. He's an Irishman from Southie. Get over it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, in, in the city like that, what I was getting to is it's much more compact. Everybody's on top of each other. What do your brothers think of the virus? Are they going to take it or the antivirus? We really haven't talked about it, but I know that Rob wears a mask. He has to for work. But I'm sure if the time comes and he has to, he will. I saw that photo you put up out of us about, uh, Jesus, I don't know, that was Janine's wedding. That has to go back a decade by now. Dude, that was probably 13 years ago. I think it was 2007, 2008, all, maybe even 2009. We all look so young, and we had the look of uh, our dreams might even come true in our eyes, one that we don't have anymore, you know? <laughs> Dude, I, I'm a true believer that one day... One day I'll be filthy rich off of something, but until then, dude, I'm still happy, still blessed, and that was a great time, dude. We had a great time at that wedding. Yeah, maybe you could go on. I remember at that wedding, as a matter of fact, there was like this one guy, and we were all paying attention to him because he was like, if you could believe it, he was even drunker than we were, <laughs> and he was acting like an ass. And I forget who he was or who brought him, but uh, something in my mind remembers that, you know. Yeah, I think Rob straightened him out. <coughs> Yeah, those are good time zone. What town was that in? Anywhere near where you live now? Uh, I think that was in Austin. I think it was a little oh, part yeah, of town. Was, yeah. I forget I forget where, but it was off the beaten path. Yeah, I stayed in, in San Antonio to go to that one, I think. Yeah, you, I remember you telling me you did the river walk and you guys were down in San Antonio. Yeah, I did that in the military too. You know, when you're in the army, they make you think that the river walk is full of dope and hookers and people that are going to stab you to take your American traveler's checks, you know what I mean? And then when you get to the river walk, it's just a swill sewerage of water floating down with restaurants on the side. Like, look, there goes a the crap floating by, you know? Yeah, shit water, yeah. It really That's is. Funny, What's in the water is like crap and defendants and stuff, you know? That's gross. But yeah, dude, San Antonio, I think I've been there once for a wedding a while back. I didn't do anything. I didn't do any of the the river walk or anything like that but it wasn't a bad place you know no we did the alamo and stuff like that it was kind of cool i mean to me i learned more about the alamo and the peewee's big adventure movie you know exactly that's how i know it too but uh like that other than that nick nothing's the same you know i got a spider bite last week typical life living stuff it, it was a real drag um and when you tattoo you really can't tattoo with something like that so i just kind of sat on the sideline and let everybody do their thing it was cool though what kind of spider was it? Well, nobody really knows. I wish I'd have caught the little bastard, because I would. But, uh, you know, I, I just uh, was washing my hair one day, and I'm like, what the heck is that? And I, I couldn't really see it, but I had my wife look, and it was just this big bite, I guess. You could almost see the two fang things, or, or that's what I'm saying. And uh, have you ever tried to take a picture of the back of your own head, Nick? No. It's really crazy, man. i got to be honest with you. But, uh, you know, through doctor's appointments and creams and pills and this, that, and the other thing, I, I think we're going to be all right. Although, I, I could make a stash box out of the hole it left in my head. i got to be honest. That sucks, nah, dude. I'm, that I'm sucks. just kidding. It's not that bad. But, uh, it was a drag drag of a week for that, you know? Yeah, that does suck. We get all kinds of bugs down here, man. Like, 
the worst though is, is it's like we got scorpions, we got black widow spiders, we got these big giant fucking wasps. But uh, I've never been stung by any of them. But my son Joseph, man, he gets the worst of it. He's been stung three times by scorpions, twice by wasps. Damn it, man. I, yeah, and then we got the red ants. I know you guys got red yeah, ants too. Yeah, what happens when you get stung place. by a scorpion? I mean, that's pretty bad stuff, isn't it? It's it's just like getting stung by a wasp. If you're allergic, it could be pretty fucked up. But thank God none of us are. I guess I, I don't know if I am, but Joseph's not. You know, so well, it sucks. How many but. how many craft beers do you think you drink a week? <sighs> I got pretty shredded last night. Uh I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I mean, like to drink. Well, I, with that being said, scorpion venom ain't got shit for you. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, it's, they're not the scorpions <laughs> you think of in like Arizona, the ones that could actually kill you. These ones are just little, tiny, little fuckers, and you know they sting you. It hurts. It's like getting stung by a bee. Really? Mm-hmm. I wonder if we could get in trouble if you mailed me a bunch of those to Florida. You know what? You, you we talked about that last time, and I actually got a jar now that I keep outside and I haven't found a single scorpion yet but once I do once the spring comes and they start coming out I'm going to start killing them and putting them in there and I'm going to send you a whole jar of scorpions well because I'm going to encase them in some kind of epoxy and maybe put them onto a tattoo machine somehow you know I mean the whole concept of the scorpion sting and the tattoo machine I think it goes well together yeah man like I said if I find some I'll put some in a jar and I'll send them to you so what do you think about Joe Biden's in office now what do you think about that not to get, I'm not asking your political views or opinion, but as far as what's going on in life right now and a new president in general, what do you think? Uh, I think it's too early to tell. I'm not too much of a fan when it comes to Democrats for certain reasons. I know he wants to take certain guns away. Yep, and yep. I know that too. I'm not, a, yeah. I'm not a big fan of that, as you know. Uh, well, the thing about taking know. guns away is they're trying to take them away from the people that that have guns that's kind of a mistake you know yeah the people who have them legally yeah and then i don't know i know up in boston that the da up there she's not too hard on crime especially when it comes to like you know repeat offenders mm -hmm. and people of that of that you know that make but i don't know dude i like i like having all my guns i don't want anyone to come and take them you know it's a i think it's Nick, a big thing for us down here for myself i mean you know, I'm 59 years old. I've lived through a couple of presidents, a couple of Democratic ones, a couple of Republican ones, maybe even a few. And really short of a few pennies at the gas pump or an interest rate or two on my home mortgage, um, I've always just lived my life. I mean, Democrat or Republican or whoever gets in, black, white, gay, straight, if I want a ham sandwich for lunch tomorrow, that's what I'm going to make and I'm going to go to work. So I don't know what what really changes and you're right but as far as they want to take your guns um well i'm a gun owner and i have several guns but I, they have to take them and they're not going by the time they can go door to door you know what i'm saying nick it's almost ridiculous that they're going to take our guns the whole idea of it is too big of a task for them to even handle i think no i don't i don't see them ever doing that i know there's a lot of talk and they talk back and forth. I don't ever see them doing it. I know they want to stop selling. They, they want to stop selling AKs and stuff like that. But I think the and that only affects like your son, and you probably have one you could pass down to him anyway. So I don't know at what level. You know, all cars are supposed to have seatbelts now, but there's 57 Chevys still on the road, and they don't have them, and that's okay. So to rid the world of the AKs is a ridiculous idea, if you ask me. Yeah, well, there's so many out there. I don't see them being able to find them all and to take them all. And again, I wouldn't. I don't even worry about stuff like that. I just know that he has talked about that, and it, to me, it just makes me a little nervous. But I know it's never going to come to that. I'm not worried about people coming and taking my guns, especially living in Texas. I that's the least of my worries. Right. I mean, I'll, I worry more about you know my property tax and that going up. Cause it never goes down it always goes up so you know i worry more about that type of stuff and what politicians are going to do for me which is probably nothing i mean i don't know politician being a uh I don't know, being a politician's a game it's all about money yeah, and i don't man. think they have my best interest in mind i, I don't think they could kick you know could give two shits about me and that's fine i mean when, that's just how it is, you know? When Greenspan was in, we chased the interest rates around and got our mortgage in a really nice place. Hey, but if I could retract for a minute, 
Sure. Just as I don't think they should take any of my guns, and I'm not going to let them. They're going to get them out of my cold, dead fingers, I'm being honest. But but I also will defend the right of the people who, who just don't think I should have them and don't see why and don't want them around them. To me, it's a pro-choice. I'm not trying to, on our podcast or in life in general, cram my gun agenda down anyone's throat. You know what I mean? And I'm not trying to retract a statement. Just, uh, I, I'll defend. You know, I was in the military. I took an oath. I, I defend things, and that's one of the things I just got to defend with good, sound mind, you know? No, I understand it. I know that everyone has a different opinion because of the way they grew up and how they feel and yeah, what's man. happened to them in their life, and everyone has the, the right to their opinion. Yeah, I had, a fr- just when you- I had a friend of mine, Nick, that came into the tattoo shop and sat in a chair across my desk, and he said, you know, we've been friends for a while, but... Right now, uh, me and my wife look at you as a gun-toting conservative, and uh, we're just going to leave it right there. And and I've never hung out with the guy one time since. Well, see, that's too bad. Yeah, I, mean, I really you, think it is, gonna... yeah. I'm not that guy, <laughs> you know? No, neither am I. I when mean, he needs a gun, people... he'll know where to go, get one. <laughs> exactly, and that's, you know, I don't know. Everyone's got their own opinion. Everyone's, you know, they grow up differently. If They've had something happen to them with it that you know, makes their opinion sway one way or sure, the other. Sure, a loved know? one was taken by an assailant with a gun or, you know, and and that, I don't know how that would reflect on yourself because you're an upstanding citizen who's never done anything wrong. You just happen to like to shoot guns, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's one of the first things I did when I moved to Texas was I bought a gun. I bought a handgun. And, you know, now we've got plenty of guns. And there's a lot of people down here in Texas who love guns. In fact, me and my son, we went to Academy yesterday and they had hardly any guns, and they didn't have any ammo. And, you know, people get scared when there's a new president, and especially a Democrat, because they think, you know, you better buy ammo. Joe Biden's going to, yeah, people, you know, Joe Biden's going to come and take my gun. So people stop buying all the guns and buying all the ammo. It's just like toilet paper with, the, you know, with COVID. People get scared, and they just stop buying all the fucking toilet paper. Well, because if you come to me with a gun, I might shit myself. So that's how. <laughs> that's how you do it, dude. Yeah, just in case. Yeah, it's crazy the way people they just jump on an issue and run with it, you know? I mean... Yeah, some people pick an issue and they just run with it, man. We could do a podcast about uh, a watermelon shortage, and I, and I bet you they're going to sell more watermelons at the store, guaranteed. It's just how it goes. Yeah, you start talking on the news that there's a shortage, and people go, oh, shit, I got to go and get some, and then they go and they get some, and then there's none for you because they bought fucking all the toilet paper. They bought all the ammo, you know? So what do you got going 4th of July? That's going to be coming up in a few months. Uh, nothing really, man. I, we Down here in Texas, they sell fireworks from like the, the week of Christmas and the week before 4th of July. And I've got a closet full of fireworks. Oh. So we might do some fireworks, but we get I, I get the baby, so I don't know. It all depends. Is it pretty legal there in Texas? Yeah, especially living where I live. I live out in the, out in the, the boonies and like uh, New Year's Eve was pretty crazy because people were lighting off fireworks people were shooting guns i mean people go really crazy you know that's cool man that's yeah. really cool sounds like a war zone yeah we get a bunch of mortars uh me and a bunch of buddies we probably go in i don't know deep what you consider deep couple of few hundred bucks and uh we do a pretty good display we got the big torches and we we wear ear protection and eye protection and we're just uh responsible americans celebrating the day of our independence you know yeah, and more power to you. I mean, I love listening to the fireworks. The kids like going outside because all our neighbors are lighting off fireworks. And You know what's kind of cool know. is in the back, we're really corny with it here, Nick. In the background while we're lighting off fireworks, we play loudly over the stereo, you know, soundtracks like, like we're like on it like that, you know? Well, that's pretty cool, man. You know, you get a whole setup, you do a whole thing. I'm sure the kids in the neighborhood love it. Yeah, we go down to, we got this private little speakeasy down the road that we frequent, you know? Yeah. I'm looking at my levels cool, here, Nick. I got to be honest, my, my vocal might come out loud. I just turned it down that's, just a hair, but we'll see how that goes. That's fine, dude. Mine's probably really fucking loud, I too. I should stop guffing this mic quite low, so closely, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's okay, though, man. I'll fix it. I can fix it. So, Knuckle Up Podcast, uh, I think we're going to get into this. Look, it has been a slow start, and I, hey, congratulations on the one you have going. I listened to the little trailer for it. sounded pretty cool. Uh, you have a pretty good voice for radio, i got to be honest. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm, it's something I want to do. I'm trying to be – the way what I want to do is I want to make people laugh. I like to make people laugh, and 
when off when it's off the cuff, I can make a lot of people laugh. But then with this podcast, which I'm, I'm still going back and forth with, I want to do it. I don't know if I want to do it. I like doing this one with you because it's me and you. We can bounce shit off each other. Yeah, man. We just but talk- that one, man, I got... I got so many notes and shit. I was like, oh, I'll talk about this. I'll do this. This will be funny. This will be funny. And then I read it back, and it's like, I don't think anyone's going to get my jokes because I get them. My brothers might get them. I get you them. might get yeah, them. Yeah, I get them. The other people just might think I'm a fucking idiot. You well, know? It, but that's fine. It's your podcast. You, know? you It's it's yours to do what you want with it. The airways are yours, you know? I mean, you keep it morally sound, and you don't talk about issues that, you know, are going to get you shot or killed or harm your children. And other than that, we can say whatever the hell we want, I think. Yeah, but I think this one right here, this one with me and you, this one's my baby. This is the one I'm, I, I pay the most attention to. This is the one I'm going to make. This is the one I want. Um, this is the one I want. The other one, we'll see. We'll now see that I've changed the location to, to home instead of traveling to do it on Sunday, and, you know, of course, life goes on. Some Sundays we're going to be doing this or that. Uh, let me think. Sometime in March I'm going to be gone on a Sunday at the Blues Bash, which you go camping at. That's a real cool one, Nick. Uh, we pay this guy, he drops off a big giant 32 foot trailer home and we show up there on Friday and we use it for the weekend and then we leave on Sunday to come home and he comes and picks it back up. It comes out about the same as a hotel room, but we we never have to leave the festival. We just go to our own little private trailer and get in it. You know, it's kind of cool. That's pretty awesome, dude. That's pretty awesome. And then we also have the Tampa Bay Blues Fest coming up. I know we're going to go to a hotel for a couple of nights. I don't see why we won't be back on Sunday, um, but yeah, we could po- we could podcast any time, you know. On- yeah, man, and if we have to, we can do two in a row. Like, if you want, we can do like two forty-five minute sets on a Sunday, and that way, the next Sunday, I can release the next one and just kind of, you know, not not miss anything, not you know, like recorded live type thing. Yeah, that's cool, yeah. Man. Do two in a row and just release one one week, and then the next week release the other. That way, you know. You're on vacation. There's going to be times where I'm on vacation. I got, you know, don't have a whole lot going on. I don't go to festivals or nothing, but, you know. Yeah, man, that we'll sounds see. really we'll cool. We'll see. Hey, so what's going on but, with the marijuana laws in Texas? I don't know. I don't smoke. No, I, I know that you don't. <laughs> Even though you don't, though, you must know people that do, and if you do or don't, I mean, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but the laws, as it... Do they have dispensaries? Are there medical cards? Are people using them? See, I'm not real sure because I don't follow it. Okay. I know up in Boston that they do because I've, I've talked to a couple of friends about it and they invest in stuff like that. So they have dispensaries up in Boston and Massachusetts. Down here, I'm not real sure. I don't know the legality of it. It's something I don't obviously ever worry about sure, because sure. I don't do any of that. But I, I really don't know. I couldn't give you an answer. Uh, I do know of people down here who do smoke. Yeah. But I, I don't know the ins and outs. I know in Massachusetts that it's like practically you could just walk around and go to the grocery store and get a gallon of milk and some grass. In uh, Florida, where I am, it's to a medical card. You go see a doctor, they give you a prescription, and, and then the prescription is good for X amount per month. And, you know, just to make sure you can't just go whenever you want and, and buy some. You, you have only so much they prescribe you for what your ailment may or may not be, you know. Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, I've seen the, the documentaries where people having seizures and they give them the tincture of marijuana oil or whatever it's called. I don't know the proper terminology either. but uh, And it seems to calm them down. So as a medical thing, I think if people got the idea of Beavis and Butthead or Cheech and Chong out of their head, more people would be apt to do it. And not for nothing, Nick. Um, you know, they make me vote on a ballot for marijuana laws, whereas there's been hundreds of pharmaceuticals introduced to the state of Florida in the past year that I had no say about. So it shows me that they still have it on a a high times kind of level, and people just don't understand the actual medicinal purpose of it. That's all. I'm, I'm not an advocate, just another subject to get on. That's all. No, that's cool. The one thing I... when it I, like I said, I don't know a whole lot about marijuana, but I do see all those commercials for people taking pills. And from previous experience, I've heard and I've seen that people can get pretty much anything they need, and they're kind of just giving pills, just giving pills, give your kid pills. You know, oh, you don't feel good, you're sad, take these, take this. And it, I think all that messes you up. I try to stay. The only drug I use is alcohol. I like to drink, yeah. and that's I, I can stay in control of it. 
I drink when I when I'm you know at home. I don't go out and drink. I just kind of stay home, have a couple beers, and that's my thing. But other people, I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't trust taking pills. I don't even like to take Advil, dude. To be honest, I with really you. don't either. I've I've never taken any pills recreationally, and I don't like it when they give them to me from a doctor. Um, I I just believe that the old person that has a box of pills that they need to dip into every morning is just not going to live as long as the person who doesn't. Um, they have so many side effects and one induces the other. It's, it's crazy. No, I'm with you on that one, Nick. I don't like all the pills either, you know? Yeah, I, just, I, don't, I don't like people who just throw pills at their kids to fix a problem. Well, That's, I think you know. for a while there, the pharmaceutical companies were given incentive to doctors, and I'm sure behind the closed doors they still do. And, you know, they used to give them all the tchotchkes, the pads that say the name of the medicine, a.k.a. Vicodin or, or the pens or whatever. And, and they would get probably incentives to push that pill for the, the company. I don't believe that's allowed anymore, you know. And I think that's good because, like in Florida, there's a high percentage of the people who are elderly. And I could see where the medical people could get complacent to their, to their ailments, like my leg hurts. Well, I don't think they fix their leg. They just give them a pill so they don't feel their leg or complain about their leg or get depressed about their leg. It seems to be much easier, uh, of which I disagree, you know. Yeah, it just covers up the problem. It doesn't fix the problem. It just, you know, keeps you from thinking about the problem. I mean, back when I was a kid, like right after my father passed away, I had to get my appendix removed, and I got that removed, and they sent me home with like 20 Oxycontin. And that was really big where I was – because I grew up in Southie and everyone was on Oxycontin. I remember I took like two or three of them because I was in a lot of pain. And after that, I just – I said, fuck this. I'm just going to muscle through it. I'm not going to – I'm not going to do all these fucking pills. I, I ended up flushing most of them because I just – I don't like how it makes me feel. You can't. Make, and I don't yeah, wanna, that's, yeah, that's crappy. I, I don't want to get addicted. I mean I've seen a lot of people I know I get too. addicted to that I stuff. And it – you go from pills to heroin, and next thing you know, it's just, it's not good, man. No, I, I totally agree. You know, back where we're from, that's the pandemic going on. I mean, they have uh, heroin and fentanyl, and the, the kids are dropping, dropping like flies up there, man. It's it's really sick. Yeah, it's it's really, it's it's a bad scene, man. It's something I, I just, I never got into. No, neither you know, did I, knew, I. I knew what it led to, so I just... I didn't want it. I didn't want any pie. I'd rather suffer, and you know, I took a like I said, I took a couple because I was in a lot of pain, right. and they did help. And man, you felt fucking awesome on those things. But I knew if I kept doing that, man, I'd go down that dark road, and that'd probably be the end of me. You know. Well, when I was a kid, you hung outside the packy, and you solicited somebody to buy you some beers, and then you hustled off to the woods with them, and you drank them until you puked, and hope you didn't get on on your shoes, and then you went home, and Saturday night was over, and that was about as crazy as it got. Oh, yeah. We used to, right around the corner from us was a, a little store, and I hope I'm not throwing anyone under the bus, but we used to go down there and we used to drink. We used to drink, you know, this guy's dad didn't mind. He owned the store. He let us drink there, and at least we were somewhere where, you know, we weren't out causing trouble, but we were in the store overnight drinking. It was a, a two-minute walk from my house, That's and I remember cool, coming home at like four or five in the morning, and my dad would be on our fence just waiting for me to come home, and I'd, I'd stumble up the street. He'd watch me, and I'd, you know. He'd be like, "Are you drunk?" I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty fucking drunk." And he'd get in the house, you know. He wouldn't, he wouldn't be mad because he did the same thing. He can't get mad, you know. But I was somewhere safe, getting drunk. I mean, I was like 18, 19, but you know, kids today, man, they just they're reckless, man. They, I don't know, kids today. Yeah, we used to get quarts of beer and drink them. That was always the thing. Yeah, we used to get fucking drunk all the time. When I was a kid, there was something called a GIQ, the Grand Imperial Court. And it was like yes, like a like a forty, 40 ounce, or yes something. sir. Yeah, it was a forty ounce. Yeah, GIQs yeah, we and Narragansett had... beer or something like that. You know, I don't even think they make that crap anymore. No, they still. They, I remember we, we had one guy at the liquor store. He used to always call it a GIQ, and he always bought the, the bush. He he loved his bush. He would drink like fucking like nine or ten of those a day, man. Well, I gotta say, in keg beer, Bush is better than Budweiser. And I know it's put out by oh, the yeah. same, but I mean, brand, it, within their own brand, Bush is better as a keg beer, I think, than Bud. Well, there's a lot of guys down here who really, really like Bush Light. And me, personally, I happen to like Budweiser. That's yeah. one of my favorite yeah, and beers. And a can, though. I'll, I'll take it in a bottle, a can, yeah, plastic bag, I knew you'd I take it in the can. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I set that one up, huh? Yeah, you kind of <laughs> did. Well, I set it up for the slam dunk, and then you, you just alley-ooped it, you know? Yeah, he shoots, he scores, baby. I like that. But, uh, yeah, have you ever tried, you know, like keg beer? When, I haven't done it in a long time, but when we was kids, you have a keg party all the time, you know. But the cheap beer was like Guinness. And to me, it was just like drinking a cold glass of apple cider vinegar or something, you know. Yeah, when I was a kid, we drank whatever that you know, whatever we could get our hands on. Oh, Milwaukee, or Schaefer. Remember no. Schaefer beer? I do not, sir. I do not. There was one beer you were telling me about that you wanted me to look for. I couldn't. I I couldn't even remember what it was. Olympia beer. Olympia. When I lived I'll, in Texas, that's what I drank. It was Olympia yeah. beer. It was good stuff. Yeah, it was a little kind of like a. Uh, I know you don't. You're a Bud guy, but kind of like a Miller High Life, where it was thinner and clearer, less amber and clearer and. Less bloating. It just was that. I don't know. It's just a Mexican, Texas beer. Yeah. See, I I've always drank. You know, whatever was available when I was a kid, be it whiskey or, or some. I don't know. I think the first thing I ever drank was some cherry liqueur, and it was fucking. It was sweet, and we drank it. We got drunk, and I was like twelve years old, and that was the first time I ever drank. But I don't think I ever drank that stuff again, though, man. Like you know, how, like when you get really fucked up off something, and you're like, I can't ever drink that again. Yeah. That's one of those things, man. Well, when I was a kid, it was a brown bottle in the refrigerator, looked like liquor, so I took a hook off it. It was like a one steak sauce or something. It was pretty nasty. I'm hooking. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. My mother's like, "What are you doing?" I'm hooking Worcestershire sauce, but with the refrigerator door half open, you know. <laughs> get a quick buzz, yeah. <laughs> Cram a teaspoon That's of garlic, you know. There you go, there you go. Yeah, I don't I don't drink the hot stuff anymore, man. I, I like to stick to Budweiser. Now, when I was a kid, our parents would have big parties, and one thing I always remember is the, the coat bed. There was always a bed that everyone put their coats on, you know what I mean? Oh, and, yeah, oh, yeah. And as a kid, it was cool, because when you had those coat bed parties, uh, there was always beer cans, and when you're 10, you don't care if it's half a beer. You just get it and drink it, you know what I mean? I remember being... A young kid, I don't remember the age when my father was still alive, but he bought these little Budweiser's. They were like, fucking maybe like seven, eight ounces. He thought it was so funny because he let beers, us take a yeah. sip. Yeah, little pony. Yeah, and he would he let us take a sip off it. And he thought it was so funny because you know they were little tiny beers and we were just little kids. So, were you all dressed in those little white and blue suits that day? <laughs> oh, dude, that was that was Easter. In fact, my dad was wearing the same thing. I don't think we have a picture of that. I, I don't know why I always exactly bring that up. I bet you I could find a picture of that somewhere because I probably have it. You know? Oh yeah, dude. We, well, you know, it was it was Easter. We had to get dressed up. We went to Catholic church. That's just how it was back in the day. Well, it shows you how trendy you are because this Christmas, everyone's pictures that they put out, everyone was wearing the same little suit. You know. So I'm sure they got the idea from you guys. They had to, dude. We, yeah, we're trendsetters, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're a trendsetter. So you have any pets out there? No, dude, we don't have anything right now. We've had we had a dog. In fact, my cousin Katie gave us a dog. We ended up giving it back. We've, you know, we've had ducks. We've had a couple of roosters and some chickens. But we got coyotes. we got bobcats yeah, we, and stuff out here, dude. That too. Well, my point being with the pets, back to the pill thing, what we were talking about. If I had a cat and you had the identical cat from the identical litter of my cat and you lived in Elgin and I lived here, my cat would probably see the vet and over a lifetime of the cat, 20 years, cost me thousands of dollars. Your cat would just live wildly on the farm and get taken care of just by you and maybe never see a vet and it would live exactly an identical, perfectly healthy damn life. It's, as far as I'm concerned, you know. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We get we actually we don't own any pets, but out in our little pole barn that we got, we got cats out there, and they take care of you know mice and rats or whatever else is out yeah, here. Yeah, you know? man. They don't take all kind of pills or shots or need flea collars. They just live. You know. Yeah. No names. They're just out in the woods. They they know how to survive. They none of them have been eaten by coyotes or nothing yet. So. Oh shit. Well, that's cool. One of these days, get a little can of cat food or, or a little bag of cat food and dump it on the ground out there. Throw them a bone. No, oh, dude, they eat perfectly fine. We, in fact, we had dogs living in our pole barn at one time. They're just, they're, there's so many different kinds of animals out here, man. Especially wild animals. We got packs of wild dogs that run around Elegant and stuff, man. They, yeah, when it's I crazy, when I lived man. down in Waco or Colleen, uh, we used to have a little wild dogs run around too. Yeah, but these dogs are nasty. We got like pit bulls running around and stuff. And so, you know, how's the kids? The, kids uh, so. the kids are doing the homeschool thing. Yeah, the kids are doing. They're doing good, man. They hate it. Lily, she, you know, she's social like I am, and 
it's it's not easy with them being home and not being able to see their friends and not go to school and socialize. It, it sucks for them. Robert was supposed to start kindergarten this year, and he, he's been home the whole time, man. That really sucks, man, for the social interaction, you know. I hope we don't have yeah, a bunch you, of, like, standoffish kids that... Or, or kids that get fooled by people because they're so desperate for friendship, or you know, I think it's fucking them up, man. Yeah, me too. But my kids, are, my pretty, my kids are pretty well adjusted. I mean, Joseph's the kind of kid. He'll go out if we, if there wasn't a pandemic and we went to like the the playground or something. He's a kid who'll go up and be like, "Hey, man, let's play." And he's got no fear. He's very social. He loves to talk. He's like me. He likes to just yeah. be around people. He likes to goof. He likes to make faces. He tries to be funny. You know, he's a he's a good kid. Lily, though, she 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 needs people around her. You know, she's at that age. She's 13. You know, she she wants to interact, and that's that's where I feel bad because, you know, she's home all day, and it sucks for a little girl or a little boy, anyone who's, you know, 13, 14 years old who wants to interact, and you're stuck at home all day, you know? Yeah, that's a real track. How about let's go off key for a minute. Hey, if, sure. if you could do one thing, Nick, just like one thing to change up the whole way the world is going, I know that's big, big. What what would that be, man? What what do you think you could do to change the world? Like to change yeah, just the to world change right it now? To better, to make it better, or you know, one thing that you would do for humanity to make them all get a good slap in the head. I mean, uh, I don't know. I got bullied as a kid. You did? That's a drag. Yeah, I got bullied. It, yeah, but you know what, Scott? It made me who I am, dude. Yeah, I'm not man. the toughest guy in the world, but you know, I got picked on. Got fit, you know, there were fist fights and stuff. It made me who I am. You don't take no crap it now, me, I bet. Uh, I I ignored. Like the other day, I had a homeless guy come at me, and you know, he's trying to yell at me because he he tried to wash my car window. With spit. And I waved him off, and I no, he was he had like a little squeegee, and I said no, and my my wiper was on on the like the the one click up, so. When he went to wash my window, he wet the whole thing, and then the wiper went off, and it wet him in the face. And man, he he lost his shit. He's yelling at me. He's trying to stick his little squeegee in the window, like trying to poke me and stuff. You just—I'm at the age where I just ignored it. Like I'm not going to sit there and argue with a homeless no, guy over this shit. Not. You never come out on but, top of that one, man. No, you're not. I don't. I don't fight. I don't argue. I just let people be people. I mean, I think what what the world needs is people to understand that not everyone is going to be exactly like you. Everyone's had different things happen to them. I mean. You know, with my family, we've had a lot happen to us. Yep. And it's not something I like to push on people, or I don't want people to feel bad for us. You know, it's made me exactly who I am. You know, losing my cousin, or, or you know, what happened to Joseph, yep. or, you know, growing up in Salty with no dad, stuff like that. Like, that made me who I am. That made me learn how to be responsible, how to pay bills, you know, how to take care of my family. Yep. You know, it made me who I am. It, and it's given me my it's given me my views on life, and that's you know that's something I wouldn't change for the world. I mean, I could have had a better life. That would have been great to have a, a better life, but I wouldn't be the Nick Shaw I nah, am today. You, you know? Yeah, that's right. You, you could have had a better life only in monetary ways. Other than that, you had a great life. You know. Yeah, I, yeah. I got two brothers who you Absolutely, know we're best man. friends, and you know I I got a great family. I've got a great wife, great kids. I I live on a great property. I'm very blessed for what I have. I don't have everything, but I don't think. Yeah, you know, there's people who want everything, but, you know, I'm with you on, hopes and dreams, I guess. I'm with you on those ideals, too, Nick, because one thing, and I don't know that I realized it until the pandemic and until we were quarantined and all that, is how exactly what you just said, everyone has an opinion and everyone has a right to that opinion. And I don't, just as I don't want them to cram it down my throat, I really don't want to cram mine down their throat either. I don't have the time or the desire. And, uh, you know, with the political stuff and everything that just went on, I, I've learned to just realize that you're you, and I like you for Nick, no matter what your opinions are on other stuff. You know what I mean? Like, well, I if do. you I if do. you thought some immoral thing was cool, we'd have to talk about that. But other than that, you know, if you want to uh, do whatever you want to do, that's just fine by me. And that's one thing I've learned like the bullying thing, like, I don't know, like you said, people just, just understand each other more and realize that everybody goes through some shit, you know, and you never know who's been through what, so just like, treat them that way because you want to, treat them nicely because you want to, not because you want them to 
thank you. you. If you open a door for a woman walking to a store, you can't think she's ignorant if she don't thank you. You open the door because it was the right thing to do the way you were raised or whatnot, not for the praise of it all. If you did it for praise or notoriety, you did it for the wrong reason, I think, you know? I do, and I always teach, I try to teach my kids, man, that the person in front of you, you don't know who that person is. And I think I've told you this story before. When when Whitey Bulger got arrested, I found out, I was at the liquor store with my brother Rob, and there was a guy in the store, and he's a gangster, and all these young urban professionals kept coming in, and they were saying, oh, they caught Whitey, you know, there's no more gangsters, there's no this, there's no that, and to a, you know, to a point, there isn't. It's not going to be like it was 20 years sure. ago, but they were saying it in front of a guy who ran Southie at that time, and he, the whole thing is, is you never know who you're talking to. That's the whole thing. The guy may look like shit. You know, there was a Vincent the Chin up in, in New York. He ran the, the Genovese family, and everyone thought he was crazy because he walked around in a row, but everyone thought he was, you know, just a crazy guy. But he ended up running that family. Like, you never know who you're going to talk to. You never know You never know the, the guy in front of you's story, where he came from, or what he's doing, True. or what he's about. You know, you got to be careful. you got to be cautious. But I guess growing up in Salty, I learned that lesson young. And there's kids out there who'll never learn that lesson. They just, you know, their whole world is them. There's a lot of kids no who learn their lesson, learn a lesson like that the hard way too. You know, because yeah, getting if smacked that, in the face or something. If that guy that was in the liquor store felt like giving that person an education, whoever said that, uh, he could have and he had the means to do so. He just elected not to ruin their day like that, you know. No, he just kept his head down. He laughed. We laughed after you know after everyone was out of the store. You know, we laughed about it for a few minutes, and then he pulled this little white handkerchief out of his, you know, <laughs> chest pocket, and there was a thousand dollars in it. And he played a thousand dollars worth of numbers. Yeah. I gave him his numbers. He he left, and you know, you never know who you're talking to. I try to teach my kids that. You know, the guy could be homeless, but you don't know where he came from. You don't know why he's homeless. You don't know what he's doing. You just, you know, try to be nice to people, or just leave them alone. Just leave people alone. You don't have to say something, but you know. Just try to be a good person. Try to make someone smile. Try to give them, you know, a laugh. I totally agree, Nick. And that's why you got good kids. And not to patronize, but it takes parents with mindsets like yours. Well, it takes good parents to have good kids. So the reason your kids go out and you say, your son interacts, hey, let's play. It's because he gets that from you. And especially in this time where he's quarantined. You're the only example they have of how to handle a situation. They, they're not even in society watching their friends do it or a school teacher or a principal, or they're not learning it on the playground. They're learning it from you and your old lady, you know? So. Yeah, yeah. You know, my kids are good kids, man. They, they're really good. And we, we always walk around. We'll walk around our property and we talk. I try to teach them things. And, you know, they're, they're very smart kids. They're very smart. But, like, they're just like me. We miss. I miss hanging out with people. I mean, that's the one thing. You know, there's a lot of people out there who have a lot of money. There's a lot of people who have a lot of, you know, a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. But the one thing I miss about this whole thing is just having people over and spending time with people, right. talking with people, right. hanging out, having a beer with people. Yep. That's the stuff I miss, you know? Real social interaction. But, I mean, you can't, you know, when, when someone's gone and, and you don't ever get to see them again, I mean, that's the one thing you miss is just, man, I wish I had like 10 more minutes just to hang out with that person and just talk to them. Well, I, you know, I totally you don't agree, wish you had a yeah, million man. dollars. You know, all the money in the world isn't going to do nothing when you when you pass away. I mean, you could have all the money in the world, but you know, I don't know. Well, to, to get cliche with it, like you're saying, though, uh, think of the people recently who we know who have passed. That yeah, you're you're right. If you could have ten more minutes with them, but I mean, the realization that's just not going to happen makes you uh, a little bit more honest with your emotions to the friends you have like hey man i really love the way you did that or hey thanks for such and such you know and there's nothing wrong with that i mean if what comes around goes around why you want to be an asshole you know what i mean and uh no, and, you know I, I get you dude i just you know like i said money can't buy anything you can have all the money in the world be but nothing beats just sitting out there talking with someone enjoying their company having a good time with someone because those are the memories you're going to have at the end of the day you know Absolutely. I mean, a little while ago, we talked about a photo of us from 15 years ago that we still admire because it was such a good evening, and we were together. Yeah, we had a good time. We could do a yeah, hundred you know, podcasts that can't simulate the time we could have sitting down to lunch together, face to face. Absolutely, dude. You know, when this is all said and done, and we can travel again, and whatnot, I'm definitely going to come to Florida. We're going to hang out. You know, if it's for a day, just hang out. 
have a couple beers, sit down, and just enjoy each other's company. I mean, that's what I look forward to. When my little brother comes down, that's all I want. I don't want big parties, nothing no. like that, are fun, but I'd rather just sit down around a fire with my brother and just hang out and have a couple beers and just laugh and shoot the shit and have a great time. Well, yeah, we're not debutante, caviar kind of people. We just, we were blue collar people, man. And that's what we do. We place more emphasis in a cookout where everyone's eating good and sitting in lawn chairs than we do in uh, fancy dancy stuff, you know what I mean? Absolutely. I'd rather, eat a, cheese, I'd rather eat a cheeseburger by a campfire than some caviar under a chandelier. Oh, dude, I'd give anything to have people over by a big fire and just drinking beers and have fun, laugh, enjoy the time together. You know, that that to me is the best. That, you can't beat that. Yeah, for a minute I thought you were going to say, I can't, I really wish I had a chandelier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> someday, someday. Yeah, a chandelier made out of Budweiser cans, maybe. <laughs> yeah, a Budweiser bottle chandelier would be awesome. Yeah, it'd be cool. It would clang around in the, if it got too windy, though, I wouldn't sit right underneath it, you know? Sometimes you know, the sidewall on those bottles ain't as thick as you think it is. <laughs> I'll be a nice little chandelier to have out in our little studio we got, dude. Little, you know, Budweiser chandelier. But yeah, dude, it's all about hanging out with people, talking, having a good time. Because at the end of the day, man, you know, you don't remember all the stuff they got you or, you know, the, the money you spent on them. You remember the good times you had with them. And that's pretty much what's key, you know. Yeah, and I ain't never seen a Brinks truck following a hearse, you know what I mean? You can't take it with you. No. you gotta, you got to use it up. Yeah, you can't take it with and you, dude. That's paper gets rotten. If you could take all the money you make and put it in a safe, and you think you're you're all rich, but you then then have a loved one die, and you realize that that's what makes you rich, and you feel a lot poorer that day, you know. Yeah, you know, like I I, I said before, I've lost a lot of people, and you know, you always think, man, if I had five fucking more minutes with that person just to talk, tell them how I felt about them, that type of stuff, you know. So that, that's kind of the path I've been trying to be on lately is try to let. Let go of the bad shit. You know, don't bother with the with the bullshit. If you know if someone wants to be an asshole, let them be an asshole. But just kind of keep to yourself. And the the people who want to be around you and the people who want to have good times with you, they'll they'll keep calling you. They'll keep showing up. They'll you know they'll be the people who want to hang out with you. And you know that's that's what I look forward to. Is man, I may not have fifty million friends, but I've got like four or five good friends yeah, I who agree. I talk to. You know, and that's all you really need in life, dude. A good little group of guys or whatever. That's the creme de la creme right there, man. It doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, you can't beat that, dude. And that's why I appreciate this. Us talking, you know, reconnecting, shooting the shit with each other. And if no one listens, dude, fuck them. And you know, and you know something, Nick, look, so these things, they're kind of, we're all over the place. It might be awkward. It might sound unprofessional. But I really, I do care at some level. But I, I have complete confidence that if we actually get fluid with it and do one a week, it's only going to get better, and we'll have topics that will we'll begin to look around in everyday life, like, oh, I'm going to talk about that with Nick on Sunday on the podcast, you know, or something. Um, on a day like today, we just call each other and, and go in dry, you know what I'm saying? Hell yeah, <laughs> come in dry, baby. <laughs> We're coming in hot, baby, but as, as we do this, and it comes more fluid, and for anyone who's listening to our podcast... Um, you could critique it every which way, but Sunday get a hold of Nick Shawless. He'll tell you all about. It. <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't, I don't mind the critique. Me I don't either, mind man. I really don't. You say know? we suck. I don't care, dude. I'm having fun. I like talking to you. I'm a talker. You know, it's Irish in me. I just like to talk, hang out, and this is the best we can do right now. You're in Florida. I'm in Texas. Look, I could talk about the 3M Corporation and the tape products that they provide, or I could talk about pianos. It, it's up to you. <laughs> yeah, I, dude. I'm. I may not be knowledgeable on anything. But I'll talk about everything, dude. Yeah, I will too. I'm just that guy. Like, listen to this one, right? Here's one. What'd you <laughs> what think? What the fuck is that? <laughs> it was just a bell. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> what did it sound like on your end? It sounded perfect. It sounded like a beautiful silvery bell, like Christmas time. It is. It's a, it's the bell from the handlebars of my motorcycle. There you go, dude. I've always wanted to drive a motorcycle, but I'm too much of a pussy. Nah, man. It's uh, it is like riding a bike. It's only faster and heavier, but it actually gets weightless once you get in motion. You know, I think if you did it, it it's like a poor man's end, Nick. It's just you and the ground and the wind and the sound of it, and uh, it's a good place to think or soul search. Of course, while paying attention to traffic, but you have the luxury of. Once you get into fourth gear or fifth gear, just never having to touch the gears or the brakes for several miles on one of them roads out there, you know? 
Oh yeah, dude. I got a little tractor that we used to mow, and that's kind of like my motorcycle. I get on that motherfucker, and I just have a couple beers and just go around the property and. Hey, what do you say? Time to think. What do you say? You dump the steering wheel and put some handlebars on that thing. I mean, you know, I might might have to do that. Yeah, little handlebars, and I've actually gotten <laughs> on two wheels a couple times because you know. Yeah. You know what's funny is that you're going to be out there looking hillbilly as hell, but you're still saying handlebars. <laughs> yeah, dude, my kids even make fun of me with my accent. They're like, Dad, time for supper, you know? <laughs> yeah, but you grew up out there. We had supper. That's what we had. We sat in the parlor, and we wore our trousers. You know what I mean? Yeah, Lee, t- Lee told me once that she had no idea what I was talking about when I was talking about the parlor. She's like, what are you talking about, parlor? I'm like, well, that's what we call a living room, like... I grew up, it was a Paula. It wasn't like the living room. I didn't have a living room. I had a Paula. And that's, you know, that's where the TV was. And that, I don't know, that, that's your Paula. Hey, that's just you, what it was. If you had a good apartment, man, you had a double Paula. <laughs> yeah, two Paulas in one house. You could shut one of the Paulas off in the wintertime so you wouldn't get freezing. Yeah, dude, we, we only had one Paula growing up, though. But it was, you know, yeah, the, the accent, the kids love the accent. People love my accent. Yeah, they, they people always make love fun mine, of me. too. I always say, someone wicked fired in the car. It really pissed yeah, me off. Fu- like, come on, pal. Why'd you do that, guy? Yeah, come on, kid. What are you doing, bud? Come on, bro. Come on, guy. Give me the knife. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's good shit, though. Yeah. We come from a good yeah, place. Don't... It was good. We, I find, his one, he's going to stir some uh, comments in the, in the files. I find that people from our area of the map uh, have really good work ethic. That's what I find. Oh, yeah, dude. I, I think I'm a worker. You know, a lot of people where we come from, they're good people. You know, they're good friends. Yep. They, they take care of their family. Like, I remember growing up, we always had people over. We always had family, different families and friends come over. And that's one thing I do miss about Boston is, you know, I remember we'd, we'd sit at the fence and we'd just kind of have a couple beers. Me, Matt, Rob, and Joe, we'd sit out there and people would come by and, they'd, you know, they'd hang out for a few and then they'd leave. Yep. And it would be like an all-night affair, people coming by and then leaving and having a couple beers. I do miss that, dude. I miss that a lot. I think it's the seasons a lot of times because as New Englanders, we only got so many months to put shingles on the roof and so many months to cut the grass and get things done. And, you know, that's when you see people on their front porch or shovel. How many people have you met shoveling out the car? You know what I mean? So... The seasons make oh, us yeah, tight dude. because in the three months of summer that you're getting to know somebody, you got to get to know them because pretty soon they're going to be in the house with snow all on it, you know? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of good people up there, dude. That, that's one thing I do miss is, is having friends. Not having friends, but having a lot of friends and then always come by. And you never know. <laughs> it's really sad that you, never you miss know. having friends, man. I do, I do. I miss having a lot of friends, dude. I, I got some good friends down here and they come by, you know. Just lay on down on the sofa. Let's have a... Uh, Big Daddy's psychological hour right now going on. <laughs> My psych- How does it yeah. feel to not have any Boston friends, Nick? No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, I, I, got, I do miss my yeah. friends and some of the food. I don't know why I'm a fat guy, but some food. Yeah, dude, I, I, I told a story once. Me and Lee went to an Italian restaurant in Austin. I asked for a calzone, and it was like this little half, little tiny pizza. And I, I looked at Lee, and I was like, this isn't a calzone. Like, a calzone's a whole fucking pizza flipped over. You know, those Greek people, they know how to make a fucking pizza down here. I don't know, man. It was well. If you go the to, Chinese, the, go ahead. Sorry, the Chinese. The Chinese food down here is pretty good. Although the first one we went to in Elgin was owned by two redheaded girls, and it was fucking awful, dude. Nah, that sucks. It does suck. Yeah, if you go to like a bar room in Florida on St. Patty's Day for some green beer and some corned beef and cabbage, it, it just can't uh, keep up to anything you were getting back home on that day. You know. No, I, I do miss St. Patrick's Day. We'd have so many people come over. and hey, then, My mom would cook. They probably and, won't even do the parade this year. I don't think they are. I don't, I don't even know if they did it last year. I think that's St. Patrick's Day was the day that they shut everything down. The whole country shut down and lost St. Patrick's Day. So, I, yeah, I, I want to say that's it, probably about when it was, too. Yeah, it's it's a shit show now anyway when you go up there on St. Patrick's Day. Back when I was a kid, no no outsiders really came to, to the parade. It was just for Southie people. Yeah, the people and people who knew it. those Southie people. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Now it's, you get all kinds of outsiders who would, you know, remember we'd have people taking shits in our fucking yard. You know, they get shit-faced to come in and you get chicks trying to take a dump in your yard. <laughs> it's, it, it's fucking awful, dude. The alley smelled like piss after, you know? Oh, yeah. People pissing in that yard trying to take a dump in the yard. It's just fucking gross. It's just a whole different world now up there at Southie. It's, there's a fucking Starbucks I heard. It's, it's not salty, dude. It's, nah, I'm glad we got out when we did, you know? Well, you were there old school, yeah. yeah. Remember how in the wintertime, 
Maybe it didn't snow out. Maybe it was even a sunny day, but the ground was like frozen. And if you're ever playing football and you got tackled on the frozen grass, it was like falling onto a cheese grater, you know? Oh, yeah. I remember playing football up at the, the park. Or I mean, it was like nice that, to get tackled in the, in the mud. If you got tackled in the mud, it was cool. But if you got tackled on that frozen grass, that shit sucked. It hurts, dude. It fucking hurts. Then we used to play a lot of hockey, too. Yeah, I played hockey as a kid. I wasn't that great, but I loved it, dude. I love hockey. I love hockey. I think I would, you know a lot of good hockey players came out of Revere. Well, I'm, again, I'm not that knowledgeable on where they came from. I remember there was a couple kids growing up that were really, really good at hockey, but you know, drugs got in the way and they fucking ruined their career, kind of like in that movie, The Town. How about Chara plays for the Islanders now? That's freaky. No, he plays for the Washington Capitals. Capitals yeah, and they, no shit. They just beat the Bruins last night, too. Yeah, I, I saw a little bit of that game. You know, that was pretty cool. I think Chara took a puck off the face while he was sitting on the on the bench. But I wonder why guys I, do know. that. You know, they make the, a huge, giant name for themselves on a team, then they just jump ship, you know? I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot of, like, stuff going on in the background that no one knows about the reasons. You know, he was getting old. I don't know. I, I've listened to a couple things on that, like a couple podcasts on why he left, but... Uh, hopefully he gets to retire. Hopefully he'll come back next year and retire as a Bruin, or at least you know be known as a Bruin because he was awesome, dude. Oh yeah, man. So we're gonna talk about gonna, like he's dead. We're gonna run one next Sunday. Yes, God willing. All right, I'm gonna try to come up with some kind of intro maybe this week. Make a make the beginning. Give us a couple of second buffer while that's playing to get ready. You know. Yeah, I think what we should do right is we'll make like a little. We'll make an intro, and then what I also want to do is do a little. Uh, like a little advertisement for the Phoenix Radio for your show on Tuesdays. Well, geez, that's awesome. You you don't have to do that, but that'd be cool, man. I'll plug it. Hell yeah! Like we'll just we'll we'll sit down. Or you can do it. You can do your own little thing, even if it's like fifteen seconds, and then send it to me. And that way, I can say, hey, let's do a break real quick, and we'll throw that in there. We'll come right back. And we'll keep talking. That way, people can, you know, if they like what they hear. I don't have anything else going on, but you got that radio show. They can at least listen to some blues and listen to you. You know. Hey man, last show went out to like sixty-seven thousand people globally. You know. So I, I, See, I think that's, that's kind of awesome. cool. I'm having fun that with is it. Cool, man. And I like the music I play, so it makes for a good time. Yeah, we, I try to listen, dude. You know, when it comes to anything, dude, I've got the four kids, so we're always running around trying to do something. You like that, Mo you like that Moreland and Arbuckle band. I do. This, I, you know, I'll listen to that when I can. My mom listens to it, too. We, Dude, I've heard, I've heard a bunch of good stuff, especially the stuff you play, like that, uh, that whole house blues by Motorhead, I like that song. <laughs> yeah. I listened to that. I heard that on Sirius Radio the other day, and I had that fucking up to ten, dude. It was so fucking loud in the car. That's cool, man. Well, what are we gonna? We're gonna wrap dude. this one. Let's wrap it up, dude. Um, it was great talking to you again, dude. Hey, of course, Nick. Next time it's gonna get better. And to the, anyone listening, just know that we totally went unscripted on this. No one had an idea of anything. This is just us naturally shooting the crap. It's only gonna get better. We pick up an agenda. Yeah, dude, it's kind of like just, like I said, hanging out at the fence, talking, drinking a beer, just hanging out, talking for an hour. I mean, it's interesting. And if people are listening to this, if they could throw us some ideas or, hey, critique it, ideas, that would be fucking great. Everyone knows how to get in touch with me through Facebook, you know, or if they talk to you, you could always shoot me a text, dude. Yeah, man, I'm going to run it by you. I'll get a hold of you during the week, Nick. Maybe next week I'm going to have a special guest on my end. That's fine, dude. I don't know how to do that. I'm not that well, well equipped. I've got one microphone. Me talking like I'm talking right onto the same mic. Fuck yeah, dude. I, I'll see if I can get Matt in here to talk. He doesn't want to do it, but I'll see if I can get him in here to sit down with me and we'll talk. Yeah, we'll just hang bring out your with him, son maybe. in, man. I bet your son's got some shit to say. Oh, Joseph? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll talk to him. Maybe he can, uh, he'll sit in for a couple minutes. Hey, that's what you should do on your podcast, man. Put your son on there with you. Oh, we have a great hey, time. Hey, it would know. blow up, man. I bet you someone would want to sponsor that right away. That's a gold mine waiting to happen. You and your, you know what? I'll everyone does podcasts on everything, but who doesn't fall into the whole idea of father and son doing the podcast? I mean, my God, it's it's going to be a, a, a hit, man. I'll talk to him. I'll see if he wants to do it. He's a talker like me, so we'll hey, see. You maybe. can talk about finance and big wheels, baby. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. All kinds of cool shit. <laughs> All right, Nick. I've had a good one. We're at 59 minutes, 21 seconds and counting. We're going to make it to our hour in about 30 seconds. So, you got any parting thoughts? No, man. I'm just glad we got to do this again. I know it took a month. You know, we, had, we both had a lot going on, and I'm just glad we get to do this. And like I said, dude, if we don't do it every week, if we try to do it at least a couple times a month, that'd be awesome, too, you know? Yeah, man. Next time I'm coming with notes, and we're going to do some good shit. 
But I'm, I'm yeah, not saying this wasn't, thing. but this one was totally unscripted and, uh, you know, that can get a little hectic. Uh, I challenge people out there who think anything other than good about what we just did to turn the red light bulb on and talk for an hour straight and see how that goes for you. Yeah, man, you know, that's, go for it. That's all I have to say. Go for it. Try it yourself. All right, there we go. We're at an hour. I'm out of here, man. <laughs> cool. Uh, Scott, you have a great hey, week, sir. You too, man. I'll be talking to you, Nick. Peace. All right, dude. Later.